Hello and welcome to Cool Time Life. I'm your host, Steve Prentice. On this episode, something different to think about when talking about the whole work-from-home concept. The fact that it is not a concession, but it's a leap forward and an investment in your organization. First, here's what you need to know about this podcast series. Each of our Cool Time Life podcasts always focuses on a topic dealing with people, productivity, and technology, and each offers ideas and facts that you need to know about to thrive in today's busy world. An index of our podcasts and who I am, as well as subscription information, is all available at steveprentice.com under the podcast tab. This coronavirus pandemic is now shining a light on the work-from-home concept in a whole new way. Organizations, large and small, are sending their people home, either as a preventative measure or while they disinfect their buildings. Working from home, once seen as a concession or a luxury, is now coming to the forefront of the workplace, and I see this as a major leap forward. Why? For the very same reason that it has been largely ignored over the past decade, and that is trust. For much of the past few years, the work-from-home model has relied on a laptop computer and an email connection. This meant that knowledge workers could do much of their work from their own kitchen table or home office, checking in on occasion, but working largely in isolation. This has not been its most appealing feature. And one of the reasons for this is trust. Managers will ask, how can I trust that my employees are actually working and not watching TV? This attitude is perfectly human, of course, but it is also perfectly wrong. The attitude is very human, because people still put a great deal of importance on the concept of FaceTime. It is assumed that if people are at work, then they are actually working. Although most of us know this is not entirely true. Entire TV series like The Office reflect the realities of office life. A great deal of time is spent not working, sometimes out of boredom, sometimes due to the need to socialize, and sometimes due to the hard fact that the human brain and body cannot work at full production for hours on end. We zone in and zone out based on energy levels, sleep, hunger, and the natural rhythms of the human body. Even the most diligent and dedicated professional, pounding out material hour after hour on the keyboard, will end up with substandard work sooner or later if they don't take a break. Cigarette breaks, coffee runs, even meetings and training days are also great opportunities for people to take a vacation from work while at work. And the addictive call of social media is always just a flick away, whether hidden temporarily on a browser tab or just right there on an employee's phone. No one can truly prove they have put in eight full hours of work in an eight-hour day. It just isn't possible. But still, the idea of someone working from home in their jammies just doesn't seem like real work. So here are five reasons why managers should relax and let their people work from home as part of an ongoing management and future-proofing project for their company. Number one, not trusting your employees is not healthy. Leaders and managers take all types of courses and consume all kinds of books dealing with leadership and team management. To then turn around and dismiss the work-from-home model as being untrustworthy because people might not actually be working reveals a mistrust or a distrust that will permeate the entire team, whether they are knowledge workers or not. The thought would go as follows. If our manager doesn't trust people to work from home responsibly, what else might this manager have problems with? It sows the seeds of doubt and discomfort. Leadership and trust go hand in hand. People need to trust their leaders, and leaders need to trust their people. 
When this doesn't happen and things revert to a command and control situation, the good people just leave. The old expression has never been more true. People don't quit their jobs, they quit their managers. In this age of increased career mobility, where having three or more employers on your resume per decade is no longer a bad thing, but actually a good one, it is no longer an issue of daring an employee to quit. It's now about daring them to stay. Number two, trusting your employees is very healthy. So the flip side of this argument, whether it's a work-from-home thing or something else like delegating work or giving people free reign to run their projects their way, a clear demonstration of proactive trust is a powerful way to build loyalty and productivity. Most people take pride in their work. They look to their managers for opportunities to grow and develop. They want to show what they can do. Most people, when given the chance to fly free, will return to the corporate perch because that's where the freedom comes from. Demonstrating trust in an employee is like the adrenaline for a project. Establishing a culture of trust reverberates through the entire organization. It's not just for the work-from-home people. Number three, so what if a work-from-home employee does watch some TV? Or goes and takes the dog for a midday walk? Or stops by the store to go pick something up? So what? That's part of life. And it's the same type of break that employees do do at their workplace already. Knowledge workers are paid for the application of their knowledge to tasks and projects. They research, they write, they plan, and they do. And unless the project at hand is a crisis event that must be resolved in an hour, a responsibly measured break within the workday actually supports high productivity by focusing it into the hours when a person's mind and body are best attuned to it. When it comes to the knowledge worker, the metrics of work is not necessarily the hours spent sitting at a desk in front of a computer screen the way sweatshop workers are assessed to this day. The metrics of a project must revolve around quality, accuracy, promptness, and relevance. And these are better handled on a responsibly managed, flexible schedule supported by accurate metrics. Number four, access. So what about these meetings at the office? The spontaneous interactions in the hallway, the office chats and feedback. These are the elements of being in person at the workplace. They're fundamental to team management and to office life. But now they are just as available, even remotely, through applications like Slack, Zoom, Skype, Microsoft Teams and Cisco WebEx. Video conferencing is no longer just for formally scheduled boardroom meetings. They are available whenever and however. They are the perfect visual version of the intercom and the perfect gap between old-school thinking about working from home and the new lifestyle of working from home. Number five. The people who are able to work from home effectively are definitely the ones that you want to keep on your team. After all, they are motivated. They know how to get things done. They know how to manage their time and their technology. And in many cases, thanks to the fact there is no commute, they are able to deliver more than a day's worth of work per day, even with a lunchtime walk with the dog included. When this is rewarded with further trust, then a manager stands to retain the best of their disciplined and motivated employees simply by letting them work where and how it fits their better life. These are the great people. Now, of course, not all employees are suited for work from home. Many genuinely do like to interact with their colleagues and would find work from home to be too isolated and too quiet. Okay, so overall, these people are best suited for staying at the office. But during crisis times like the current pandemic where the choice may be removed, 
Yes, they will need some training on how to do it effectively. And by the way, if you're interested, you can go and check out my website, steveprentice.com, under the teaching tab to see how we do it. Many managers just fear that one bad apple who will sleep through the day and will abuse the trust and privilege that work from home offers. Yes, of course, these people exist. But the reality is they exist in the office as well right now. But they know how to hide it. So it becomes a strategic management choice as to whether to forfeit the entire remote work-from-home operation and its benefits on account of such individuals. There is also the comfort level amongst managers and team leaders. Many people grew up professionally during a time when remote work didn't exist in this form as a viable option. So still, to this day, it doesn't seem right or feasible that people can get work done from home. It's a separation of church and state thing. Work is work, home is home, never the twain shall meet. It's very difficult to shake off those preconceptions once they have been branded on your mind. Yet when one looks at what knowledge workers actually do, their time is often spent between keyboard work, meetings, and email, all of which can now be done entirely, including the visual communications part, from anywhere. Private, focused time is easier to get when you are in the privacy of your own home, yet direct, fluid conversation is also available in video and chat form whenever it's needed. It's also important to consider this is not about replicating the office experience at home. It's about redefining what work is, what productivity is. Frankly, professional work is about quality and output, not time served. Even for an employee who bills hourly, the capacity for maximizing productivity and profitability comes from a balanced approach to work and life. Even those professionals who are able to bill out at hundreds of dollars an hour know that if the quality isn't there, sooner or later the customer is going to question the bill. It's all about quality over quantity, focus over time served. According to a recent survey conducted by CareerBuilder, nearly 80% of American workers say they are living paycheck to paycheck right now. Many people in the workforce have very little backing them up financially. Not all of these workers are knowledge workers, of course. Many belong to the service industries or manufacturing or places where interaction with customers in a central place is, of course, vital. But for those we call knowledge workers who can do their work equally well from anywhere, the opportunity to work from home, even some of the time, provides an economic benefit in the best of times and maybe a lifesaver on days where absence would be the only alternative. Snow days, teacher strikes for parents, or days when you are sick even with normal colds and flu. And finally, in addition, it must be noted that people of all ages are becoming aware that work, as essential as it might be to life, is a different beast than it was 20 or more years ago. Professionals are growing used to life online. Many have grown up with it. But the ability for work to be done anywhere at any time now is far more attainable than any other time in history, and it's an attractive part of the entire employment decision for each individual. As such, the decision to not only encourage working from home, but to develop it as a skill can be seen as a highly proactive and timely investment in the future of any organization. An idea and a practice whose time has truly come. So that's my podcast on the concept of the work from home or remote work movement. If you have a comment about the show or a question you'd like answered for a future episode, please do let me know. You can drop me a line through the contact form at steveprentice.com. That's S-T-E-V-E-P-R-E-N-T-I-C-E dot com. And you can follow me on Twitter at Stephen Prentice, S-T-E-V-E-N-P-R-E-N-T-I-C-E. And of course, on LinkedIn, just search for the Cool Time Life, no spaces, just as one word, Cool Time Life, 
showcase page. And if you like what you hear, please subscribe and leave a review. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, Google, Spotify, and quite a few others. The theme music for Cool Time Life was obtained through podcastthemes.com. And until next time, I'm Steve Prentice. Thanks for listening.